God, the Holy Spirit, loves chaos because he loves to bring order to the midst of mess. He's looking for your mess so he can bring order to it and make it line up with what he said in the very beginning. That's for changing your life with the word with Deborah Elam. Join us for an inspiring message from Deborah. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Ecclesiastes 10 and 8. Oh, yesterday while I was studying the Word of God and studying how He moves and how He performs and how He takes care of us, I just kept coming across the same scriptures or His Word just kept illuminating in my spirit the same message. And in Ecclesiastes 10 and 8, Almost every page I turned my Bible to dealt with this word. And I want to read it to you this morning out of the King James Version. In Ecclesiastes 10 and 8, it says, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whoso breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Once again, he that diggeth a pit, that to dig a pit, you got to have a plan. You got to have tools. You got to know that's what your purpose is. Because I've dug before, and I know you have to have a shovel. You got to have something to dig up the earth. And you got to intentionally plan to do it. But the Word of God offers us a stern warning, not to the digger only, but to those that belong to Him. To know that God says, whoever diggeth a pit, say, whoever diggeth a pit, say, wait a minute. Repeat them. Whoever diggeth a pit for me will fall into it. Because you know what? When that happens, they are planning. They're going outside of the plan of God for your life. So God says, I already see them. I already know what they're up to. And guess what? They themselves will fall right into it. So if they dig, they better dig it shallow. And so my topic is turn it up. Turn it up. Now, what does that have to do with digging? Well, you just hold on a minute. Now, go with me to Psalms 33. Turn it up. Glory to God. You have to know that God loves you with an everlasting love. There is nothing that God will not do for you, for those that walk rightly before him, those that are part of his plan. Because God is not concerned about your name, about your plan. He's concerned about himself. He's concerned about what he's saying about you. He's concerned about what he's promised to you to make it come to pass in your life. And God is going to do everything in his power, everything in his ability to carry out what he said. Amen. If we don't cooperate, he cannot fulfill what he said. But I guarantee you one thing about God. He will do everything, everything he can to make it come to pass for you and for me. Now, Psalms 33, hallelujah. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Well, if you didn't know that, it just didn't poof and the, and the earth came into being. Poof and the sun came into being. Poof and we were here. Poof and some lizard or some frog or some animal crawled up out of the sea. And all of a sudden it wiggled and said, I'm tired of being a frog. I'm tired of being an alligator. I'm tired of being this. I think I'm going to be a man. No, God. It was God's plan. And God has always had strategies and plans. He said before, he knew we would sin. He said before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain before 
the foundation. I mean, before. So you know God has a deeper plan. He said he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. He's always about before. You know, he plans everything that he does. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. They all get together. Oh, yeah, Jesus was back there, but he wasn't called Jesus. He was called the Word. He was called, he was called the Son of God. He didn't just come into this earth and all of a sudden he was born of a virgin and he came into this earth. No, God, he was with the Father from the very beginning. God is so awesome that he knows exactly what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, how he's going to do it, and why he's going to do it. Let's go back to Psalms 33. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. God just spit it out and said, be, light be, angels be, earth be, whatever he wanted. At the Holy Spirit moved, formed the word of the Lord. So there was chaos. There's always chaos. But God, the Holy Spirit, loves chaos because he loves to bring order to the midst of mess. He's looking for your mess so he can bring order to it and make it line up with what he said in the very beginning. Amen. Have you ever had a fear and you said, man, look like I was there. Have you, I mean, have you, some, the world called it deja vu. That's not what it is. God said what was will be and what has been will be, will be. So God says, I already knew who you were going to be born through, what you were going to be doing. Matter of fact, he's looking at us right now. He's looking down on us right now. He's right here in the midst of us. The very creator that created the earth, he is here with us. And he says, there's no accidents in me. And he gathered the waters in seven together as a heap, and he laid up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. In awe of him. For he spake and it was done. He commanded it and it stood fast. Woo. So we don't have to worry about the, you know, all these doom and gloom predictions of, the, of what scientists or what uh, the prophet lines are saying. No, it's what God is saying. What he says, he said, I'm going to put it right here in this book so you can read what I'm up to. He said, because He's going to turn it up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And now I'm not through yet. I got to go on a little farther. It says, in 10, it says, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen. Now listen, to, now listen to what God has said. He said, the Lord says, he bring the counsel of the heathen to naught. Do you know what naught means? That means all their laying up, planning, scheming, de divisive uh, tricks, and being in cahoots. Have you heard the words cahoots with the enemy? This is what the Lord said. He's going to bring their counsel to naught and make the devices of the people of none effect. So, you know, we can be cool. I, like, I have a friend. She's from, uh, she's from an area of town where they have all these slang where she picks them up, you know, for me. And then I said, okay, now explain. Give me, give me what's, what's the word of, what's the youth using today? I always like to know what the youth say. What's the hip word of the day? You know, they always say, back then it was cool, then it was hot. It was, you know, it's like, okay, what is it? You know, I don't know. But whatever it is, you know, it's always the word of the day. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. And I have to read the last of the 12. It says, blessed is the nation who God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen from his own inheritance. Hallelujah. Go to Psalms 34 with me. And 34 and 15, it says, let me back it up just a little bit. Let's start at 13. It says, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. Depart from evil and do good. 
Now, God has given you instruction as to what to do. He says, watch what you say. Don't speak evil. He says, seek peace and pursue it. Now, the eyes of the Lord upon the righteous. He's watching over us to help us and to guide us because he already know what the enemy's up to. So his eyes are always upon us and his ears are open to our cry. Now, listen to what it says in 16. It says, the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Now, his eyes upon us, but his whole face is turned towards the evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Oh, he's so good. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Now, this is really, really good because it says many of the afflictions of the righteous. Oh, yeah, we're going to go through some stuff in this world. But, now they said when you see the word but, you got to, it's like all the stuff before it don't even matter. He said, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. But God, the Holy Spirit, loves chaos because he loves to bring order to the midst of mess. He's looking for your mess so he can bring order to it and make it line up with what he said in the very beginning. Oh, he's so good. Oh, he's so mighty. Oh, he's so holy. Oh, because he loves righteous judgments. The Lord judges us, but with a righteous judgment. Hallelujah. To bring us up and not to tear us down. The Lord is for us. Now go with me to Psalms 124. Now you've got to get this. You've got to get it in your innermost being to know this. Psalms 124 and 1, it says, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, now, now you're going to repeat this in the second verse. I want you to repeat this with me. If it had, are you there? Wait a minute. Let me make sure you're there. Psalms 124 and 2 now. It says, now repeat this. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us. Now read on to 3. Then they had swallowed us up quick with their wrath was kindled against us. Hallelujah. Now, let me read the rest of it. It says, then the waters have overwhelmed us. The stream have gone over our souls. The proud waters have gone over our souls. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. A prey to their teeth? They choose to chew us up and spit us out. Oh, some people may well try to swallow us down whole. I don't know. But in the seventh verse, our soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Isn't that good news? No matter what plan the enemy has set for us, we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who has made heaven and earth. Go back with me to Psalms 35 and 7, before we go to 35 and 7. And 34 and 7, it says, the angel of the Lord encamp around about them that fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trust in him. Now, 35 and 7, it says, for without a cause, do you know the enemy without you doing anything to them? It says, for without a cause, they have hid for me their nets in a pit. Not only have they dug the pit, but they got nets down there, which without cause, they have dug for my soul. Now, this is what we can say because we, you know, because we walk in power and we walk in might. And when the enemy trying to destroy us, it says, let destruction come upon him unaware. 
and let his net that he had hid catch himself. Have you ever seen somebody catch them own steps in a net? I'm not promoting this, but I used to watch Gilligan Island. And every once in a while, I still do. <laughs> and Gilligan, he's so, I don't know, he's such an unusual character. I'm not promoting Gilligan Island. Please don't, please, please. I'm telling you, don't watch that. It's, 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 it's very silly. It's very silly. But one time they had set out this net, and Gilligan forgot it was there. And he ran across it, and the net picked him up himself. So that's kind of how what God is saying. They're running, and they forget why they even put the net. And they get caught in their own net. That's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty, that's pretty bad. We can say these things over our lives because in 11 and 35, it says, false witnesses rise up. They lay to my charge things that I knew not. They, they gossiping and they, they saying stuff that's not true. And you know, they did it to Jesus. Hey, what about you? They're going to do it to you. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. Now, listen, this is what we do. This is what David said. He says, but as for me, when they were sick, he said, this is what I did for them. My clothes were sackcloth, and I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned unto my own bosom. He said, I even prayed for them, Lord. When they were sick, I cared for them. And he says, I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourned for his mother. But my adversary, they rejoiced, gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. He said, well, even when you're not, not knowing what they're doing, they're, they're behind your back plotting and scheming. They did tear me and cease not. Now, I'm going to stop right there because uh, I, that's telling you enough about what the enemy is up to. That he's always up to something no good. Go with me to Psalms 119 and 85. Psalms 119 and 85. And 85 says, the proud. Now, I told you almost every scripture, every page I turn, it talked about digging a pit. And this is one of the other ones. It says, the proud have dug pits for me, which are not after thy law. Hmm. We know the enemy's up to something. But God's going to turn it up. Psalms 37. And then I'm, I'm, then I'm going to take you to another place. Psalms 37 and 1. Psalms 37 and 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquities. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Cut down like the grass. Have you ever seen somebody on those riding lawnmowers? And in our neighborhood, maintenance company come through, and they're on this big, they're riding it. You know, like more lawnmowers, the regular ones, you either push them or they're sitting lawnmowers. But these, they stand up on. And they zoom from one yard to another, cutting down the grass. Like, in like two minutes, they have cut down the whole, cut the whole neighborhood. And where we live, there's a patch of grass, it used to be some bushes around there, but they took down the bushes, and now there's grass. They mow that thing down, and they're, and they're going on their business. That's how God's talking about the wicked. They're going to be cut down like grass and wither like green herb. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thy heart. But also commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And then go over with me to the 12th verse. 
It says, the wicked plotted against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, and for he sees that his day is coming. Hallelujah. Now turn it up. How do we get to, from there to tur- digging it up to turning it up? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let's go to Daniel. Oh, I like the book of Daniel. There's some good stuff in there, what God does in Daniel. And Daniel, when he was uh, brought into this land, start in Daniel in 6. Now, Daniel, when he was brought to his people, were brought to a land to serve because the children of Israel, they were so disobedient. Once God brought them out of something, they would start serving these outer gods and false gods. And so God, well, he would stir up their enemies to come and capture them and bring them over to the land and, and be servants. But then the people would cry again to God and God would hear their voice and deliver them. Well, Daniel and three other young men, they were brought as, because they were the wisest. They, looked, they were the strongest. They were the, the well-learned of the kingdom. So they would bring the, the young men over to serve and work for the king. And Daniel was one, but Daniel was a prophet. He was a prophet. He was under the reign of King Darius. And in Daniel 6 and 3, it says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Even though he was a servant, he was preferred. So he walked in high favor because of an excellent spirit was found in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now, this is kind of what happened. So I can kind of wrap up this story and kind of summarize it for you. Other rulers that King Darius had appointed, they got jealous. Oh, they got jealous. And they knew Daniel would go and pray to God at least three times a day. And they would see him because he wasn't ashamed. He opened his window and he gave honor and reverence to God and he blessed the God of heaven. So they said, hmm, tell you what, let's see if we can catch Daniel doing something he wasn't supposed to. So they watched Daniel. They monitored him day and night trying to find something that he, would, that he was doing wrong so they can tell the king about it. So they can spill the bean and get Daniel out of his position. But Daniel had a pure heart towards God. And the only thing they could find him doing was praying. Man, that's pretty bad. The only thing they could find him doing wrong was praying. So they said, let's use that. You know, enemy use anything. <laughs> he used anything. He used anybody and he used anything. They plotted this plot and they said, let's, let's make a decree that nobody can serve any other God but you. So many days. Maybe 30 days, whatever. And if they do, let's set up a punishment. So the king said, that sounds pretty good. I like to be worship and, and serve. So he's, he agreed with them. And so what happened was Daniel, they was waiting because they knew Daniel was going to pray. And when Daniel went to pray, oh, they ran. Oh, they said, oh, we got him now. So they ran to the king and spilled the bean and said, we saw Daniel praying. And you're going to have to carry out. And the king was so remorseful because he loved Daniel. He was so remorseful that he had made that decree. But they said, you got to stick to your word. He had Daniel thrown into the lion's den. These lions wasn't fed, so they were ready for dinner. It was time for din din, and they were ready. So let me, let me read a little bit of this in Daniel about what happened in Daniel 6 and 19, because this is after Daniel was in the lion's den. The king, the king fasted for Daniel all night and prayed. But 19, then the king rose early, very early in the morning, and went into the haste to the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thy servants continually able to deliver you from the lions? Now he was waiting and believing and hoping. 
And then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels and shut up the lion's mouth, that they had no hurt me. For as much as before him innocently were found in me. He said, I'm innocent. And also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Then the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. And Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no matter of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Now, this is what I want to get to, the 24th verse, when the Lord said, turn it up. The king commanded that they that brought those men which has accused Daniel, and he cast them into the den of the lions, them and their children and their wives, and the lion had mastery over them and break all their bones in pieces or e ever they came at the bottom of the den. Before they could get down to the bottom of the den, the lion was gobbling them, eating them up, eating them up, tearing them up. He was, they were having their dinner. And the king Darius wrote unto all the people, nations and language that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I want to just go over a, another passage of scripture and then I'll be wrapping this up. Glory to God. And Daniel 6, I want to go back to three bad little boys for the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now this was before Darius. This was on the king of Nebuchadnezzar. There were three boys that loved the Lord, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with all their hearts. They would bow down to no other God but God. So another set of evil men. And what they decided to do is they said, King, why don't you build a statue, a tall statue to you so we can worship the statue. And nobody can worship any other God but your statue that you build. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew they would not bow. They knew that no matter what happened, they would not bow to serving this false god. And so this is what happened. He says, Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, if they won't bow in Daniel 3, we're going to have a furnace. And we're going to, Daniel 3 and Nebuchadnezzar, and whosoever falleth not down in worship, that he shall be cast into the midst of this burning furnace. So these men were brought, these young boys were brought out. And they, they were, this king was told, Nebuchadnezzar was told they would not bow. And Nebuchadnezzar in 13 said he got in a rage. Have you ever seen anybody in a rage? I've seen people angry. I mean, I've seen people really mad. But a rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then they brought these men before the king. And 14 says, Nebuchadnezzar says, I tell you what, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm going to give you one more chance. So when you, when you hear the trumpets and the, and the instruments playing, be ready. I'm just telling you, be ready to bow down. I know you're going to do it this time. Maybe you didn't understand the instructions before. Let me run it by you one more time. Okay, when the music starts, you got it? It's going to be all this wonderful music. And you see that big statue over there? When you see that statue and you hear the music, then you're going to bow down. You got it? Okay. Let me, okay, yeah, oh, you got it. That's what they thought. That's he just said, oh, you got it. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, 
we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. And that's in the 16th verse. It says, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hands, O king. Woo, what you talking about? Hallelujah. Turn it up, king. We don't care. And 18 says, but if not, woo, there's some bad boys. You, I mean, you're standing before the king that can kill you. He said, God is going to deliver us. That's what they all were in agreement. But they said, but if he does not, be it known unto thee, O king. Oh, you're talking some noise now, fellas. He said, be it unto you, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Wow. Woo. Then the king, watch this, watch this, watch this. Then Nebuchadnezzar's full of fury. Now he was first, he was furious and fury, but now he's full of it. <laughs> he was full of fury, and the form of his vintage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was to be heated. Oh, that's some that's hot. I know, I mean, I've seen some hot and roaring fires, but seven times hotter. He said, now I'm going to burn you, but I'm going to burn you real good. I'm going to turn it up on you. He said, and he commanded that the most mighty men that was in his army bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men that were bound with their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and those other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king commanded was urgent and the fire was exceedingly hot, not only th these men that took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to throw them in, the fire was so hot, they got burnt up. Now, that's hot. They got burnt up. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Hallelujah. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. First he was mad. Then he was full of rage. Rage. But now he's astonished. It says, and he rose up in haste. This is a king. And he spake and said unto the, his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? He's looking in there. He said with his eyes. And they answered and said unto the king, true, O king. And in 25th verse, he answered and said, lo, I see four men loosed walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt, no form and the fourth is like the Son of God. Oh my God! What an awesome God to be in the midst of our fire. And it goes on and says, then Nebuchadnezzar brought them out and said, come out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth from the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose body no fire had no power, nor was a single hair, not a hair on their head singed. Neither was their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, for he had delivered us from the hand of the enemy. Hallelujah. Turn it up, Lord. 
Turn it up in the midst. Turn up the heat on our enemies, God. Turn up the heat, God, and cause us to prosper. Turn it up, God. Turn up your word in the midst of your people. God, turn up your word, God. Turn up the power. Turn up your goodness. Turn up your mercy, God. Do what you do best and be God. For God is mighty in the midst of his people. Listening to our podcast today. If this message has been encouraging and a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe. And thank you for your generous financial support.